0: whole conversation was in German and I stopped after I'd finished and I thought to myself, my goodness, where did that come from? You know, it was the first time I'd ever used it and, and you know, I was, I was sweating. I was so worried about coming up to this counter and it just all, you know, my brain obviously clicked and, uh, and I was able to speak in German for that uh, three-and-a-half-minute wow. conversation and I've never used it again since. <laughs>
1: That's
0: brilliant.
2: Power to Live More with Joe Dodds.
1: Welcome to the Power To Live More podcast, all about productivity, organization, well-being, energy, and resilience.
2: Hello my name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter. This podcast is all about Jason Buckner. Jo first met Jason at an entrepreneur's boot camp in 2010 when she was careering with him for one of his now customers. Though he was working as an employed event and business manager for him on that event, they got on really well, geeked out, on their respective organisation and productivity strategies and maybe with the old glass of wine being involved and they became firm friends and they've continued to work together on and off and they regularly chat on Skype at the beginning and end of their days given he is in Australia and Joe's in the UK jason buckner is known as the sales automation expert he says if you're not taking advantage of the power of the internet when it comes to automating your businesses then you're likely losing thousands of dollars in productivity and sales using software tools that are readily and cheaply available you can operate your business as a one person setup yet you have it Function like a 30-person company. Customers can order and receive your products without your involvement. Prospects can request information and help without your involvement. And an army of people can be out there promoting your businesses again without your involvement. The question is, how? With over 20 years of behind-the-scenes expertise, Jason Buckner is the guy that companies have called in to clean up the messes, no, not as a cleaner, as an internet marketing expert, and smooth out the processes so that nearly, nearly everything works automatically, from watch companies to museums, photographics, to seminar companies, large corporations, to small mum and dad businesses. Jason has the ability to quickly find the holes in a business and solve the problems lightning quick. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Jason Buckner of Automation
1: Made Easy. Hi Jason, great to have you with me.
0: Hi Joe. thank you. It's great to
1: be here. And this is Jason Buckner from Australia. This is my first international interview. (laughs) So uh, uh... it's some ridiculous time of night for you now, isn't it?
0: It's, uh, it's about 9.15 at night actually, yeah.
1: Ah, not too That's bad. It's probably
0: some silly time in the morning for you there, is it?
1: No, it's early afternoon, it's just after lunch. I did an interview in Australia a few months ago though where I had to get up and do it at 6.30 in the morning and you can actually tell, I should have got up and done some singing exercises or something but you can tell that I'd literally just woken up, so hopefully I'm sounding some, awake.
0: <laughs> some exercise or something, yeah, hopefully I don't, I don't uh, nod off by the end of it.
1: <laughs> so start by telling us a bit about you, what you do and where you do it.
0: So, Joe, I um I run my own business doing a couple of things, and I run it all from home. So I've I'm sitting in my office at home at the moment with my dogs running around in the background, and uh, I do do a couple of things. Um, the first one is I help people or I teach people how to automate their online business and uh, and marketing. So that could be um you know automating the processes of of uh, you know. Uh, uh, going through a sales process on their website, going through an opt-in and a sales process and how to automate that whole, the, that whole process. And I also run a done-for-you service to, to where I do that for people as well. I manage that for people. Plus, so that's my first income stream. My second income stream is uh, event management and marketing, marketing management for, for customers as well. So, I do all of this for uh, for different size companies. I guess I do it for internet business experts and entrepreneurs, as well as uh, as well as people just starting out online and starting out with their businesses online.
1: Excellent, and you work from home and what does a di- typical day look like for you? And I know there's never a typical day, <laughs> but paint a bit of a picture for us.
0: <laughs> it all depends really, but, um, but I generally like to uh, I like to wake up without my alarm clock going off. So I get up um, at some stage probably anywhere between 7am and 9am in the morning and uh, wake up when, when my body says wake up and then I get up and I grab my breakfast and I always like to uh, think about, you know, Having a little relaxation time, but uh, before I start going to going to the office, which is about 30 seconds away from my kitchen, <laughs> but, um, but generally I don't follow that advice, and I come over here with my, over to my desk with my with my uh, cup of tea and my my wheat mix and my banana, and uh, and I start eating while I check my emails.
1: <laughs> I like the uh, the honesty there, the, uh, this is what I think I ought to be doing, but this is actually the reality. <laughs>
0: yeah, Really, I should be taking a break and uh, looking at my emails at 11 o'clock in the morning or something like that, getting some project work done, but uh, I generally don't follow that advice.
1: <laughs> and then do you just get stuck straight in or, or do you then throw in some other routines uh, once you've done the first email bit?
0: I tend to break it up a little bit so I'll check through all of, all of my emails first and I flag them, I flag them with different colours according to what has to happen you know, urgently and what has to happen uh, a little bit later and uh, so I go through, I never answer the emails on the first run through, I always go through them all first, check them all and then come back to them according to their, their urgency as I was saying um, and then so that'll be for the first hour or hour and a half and then I respond to the urgent ones, then I go off and have some project time, I work on you know whether it be projects for uh, whatever different customers that I'm working working for at that point in time and so I go through that until midday and then I have another little email session after lunch and then uh, I go back and have another project project a few hours in the afternoon. And sometimes uh, that project time runs into the evening or, you know, beyond but generally I like to, I like to work from about, you know, 8 o'clock in the morning till about 6 o'clock at night or sometimes less than that and I try not to work on Fridays at all.
1: Wow, that sounds really good and organised. I uh, I hear so many people talking about only checking emails at certain times, but then that not happening. I don't profess to do that. I actually do check them much more often, and I shouldn't. <laughs> um, you know
0: what? I do fall into that trap again, and the easiest way not to check it is to turn your email program off when you're working on other things.
1: Yes. Yeah. How do you do deal with that, though, when you've got stuff in your emails that you need to refer to? That's the bit that's always... Uh, Thrown me. Oh,
0: see, that's tricky then, isn't it? That's tricky, and uh, there's no way there's no way of uh, of not receiving the uh, the notifications and not getting distracted when you have to refer to the emails for the projects.
1: Although I do think I'm going to have to check this out. I'm sure there's a a tool or an app that you can install on Gmail that pauses the inbox so you can still use it, but things don't pop in that are new. Come in. Yeah. yeah, I guess you could
0: just um. You could turn uh, your internet off as well, although most things I do is on the internet, so it's a bit difficult not exactly. to uh, not to use that. But yeah. uh, you can also, you know, copy and paste the email into Word if you if you really needed it and mm. uh, and work from Word rather than working from the emails, I guess. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm going to check that out. I'll let you know if I find anything. <laughs> All
0: right, very good. Let me know how you go, and I'll do it too.
1: <laughs> so you're good at uh, finishing in the evening, by the sound of it. Although I, I'm sure you probably do do stuff later with the international aspect of your role but what what stuff do you do in the evening when you're not working or to stop you working
0: to stop me working so I either um, participate in sport or participate in swimming to be to be exact or I coach swimming so tonight um, just before this interview I've just come from uh, from my my swimming squad and I was coaching them this evening so 90 minutes of coaching or 90 minutes of swimming generally and the thing I love about um, swimming or coaching is when I'm there when I'm at the pool for that 90 minutes I don't think about anything else you know I'm either thinking about improving my swimmer's technique and helping them you know helping them grow as swimmers, or helping them get fitter or helping them get faster, um, or I'm in the pool thinking about my own technique, so it's it's literally downtime as far as all business and you know and uh, and and stuff or you know thinking about the business or thinking about what I have to do or don't have to do, I forget about it all and it's it's blissful.
1: I suppose the thing with swimming is you can't have your smartphone distracting you at that moment either.
0: (laughs) No, you can't, and you can't get your emails while you're in the pool either, although I'm sure there's going to be some some device that will allow that in the future.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. And is there anything else that you do to help you wind down in the evening, anything that um, is sort of a, a typical routine for you?
0: Oh, sometimes a glass of red wine, I guess. But um, but aside from that, <laughs> um, you know, walking my dogs, taking my dogs to the park. At the end of the day, it's nice to uh to do something that uh that says, okay, this work time is over, and now it's time to for relax. And so it's nice to sort of shock your body. I, li- I like to to do to call mm. it, or you know, shock your mind as well. You know, something completely different, mm. and uh, that takes you out of that zone.
1: And I think I, I don't suppose um. There's a coincidence that the things that you're mentioning are outside of the home. Do you think that as a as somebody who works from home, that getting out of the house helps you to, to sort of break that work routine as well?
0: Yeah, you know what, Joe? I hadn't actually thought about that until I was just saying it. And as I was saying it, I was thinking, you know, all of these things are out of the house. So, so yes, it probably is um, some good advice there to to get out of that area. And for me, my um my my office space is uh, almost in my lounge room, which is almost in my kitchen. So, you know, I live in in a fairly small apartment. So. You know, my, my almost my whole house is my office. And so it's, it's, you know, it's good to get out of that zone and just to, you know, completely completely be out of the environment as well to help you switch off, I find, anyway.
1: I'm just laughing that the only option at home is to go and sit in the toilet. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: almost, almost. So, so yeah, the outdoor stuff sounds, you know, much more pragmatic. So um, yeah. uh, when you're actually working then through the day, how how do you manage your tasks? You talked already about flagging your email list, which I I think sounds like a, a really interesting way of managing your emails. And I also liked that you don't deal with them straight away because a lot of people uh, follow the time management advice of of only touching things once, whether that be you know paperwork or emails. But I work very much like you. I sort of triage my emails before I then work on them, which, um, uh, you know, it works for me and clearly works for you. How, how else do you make sure that you get stuff done? Do you have a to-do list other than the emails or, you, or do you just use the email list for that?
0: Um, can I can I come back to that just for a minute? Just one other thing on the emails, and the reason why I I tend not to reply to them in the first place as well is sometimes I get emotional about the content of them, and so when I first read things, sometimes I get emotional or, or wound up or, you know, that's not right or, you know, and, and I don't like to respond to them when I'm in that state of mind mm. you know, when I first read something, which is why I always like to go back to them and read them a second time before I reply because, you know, whatever my first impression was isn't necessarily the impression of the email and and that's why i choose to do it that way as well or one of the main reasons why i choose to do it that way not just for for time management but also for um for emotional content management i guess <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i know that's really interesting i i tend to reply and not send things if i'm particularly emotional about something i'll <laughs> reply save it and then uh, go back and delete it and then try again when I've calmed (laughs) out of it. That that could be dangerous if I click the wrong button, I
0: guess. (laughs) Similar technique for the same thing, Yes,
1: Yeah, no, that's really um, interesting. Hmm.
0: How do I manage my time, I guess? I love Excel. Microsoft Excel is, uh, is always open on my computer and I use that all the time um, but I also have a notepad on my desk where every day every morning I'll set um, the new to-do list and it will you know, in- encompass some of the things from the day before that I'll transfer across to the new day as well as some of the things that I've discovered in the emails and put it into you know, a step-by-step process generally that's, uh, that's what I'll usually do.
1: And that, what sort of ways are you using Excel?
0: Um, so I use Excel for everything I possibly can. As I said to you, I manage events. Um, so, so I'll do what I call a work breakdown structure for the events, a, a little bit of my project management background there coming through. Mm. And basically every, every step of the event will have uh, you know, a different page or a different component that's listed in Excel with, you know, sometimes with a timeline, other times with a, with a status or something like that. So uh, every component is in there in, you know, uh, just another way of, of doing a list format really. Mm. Um, I also use excel I manage um, for one of my customers I manage a, a training center here in australia and and I use excel for for managing the dates and and for seeing everything at a glance as to what it is that I have to be organizing for for that particular client um, I use it for, um, you know, doing doing reports, profit and loss reports, and uh, and you know, expense reports, and all of that sort of thing. Calculating, you know, what, what our profit is expected to be, uh, f- from one end of the scale to the other. I use Excel for all of it.
1: Yeah, impressive. I try and avoid Excel. I think no, no, I do use it, but uh, I I wouldn't have thought about using it for you know, lists of of things, project management. I use different tools for that, but uh, interesting that uh, that that, that works for you. Mm. That's
0: probably why I work in automation and you work in what you do, I guess.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm organized too, just not with an Excel
0: spreadsheet. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. One of the most organized people I know, actually.
1: (laughs) So what about other tools and apps that, that you use and you'd recommend?
0: So Excel is uh, is the first one I recommend, um, which is just fantastic. I love it. Um, I also use an app on my on my phone. I don't leave home without it. I don't go to an e- event without it, which is called Cam Scanner, which um which I use on a daily basis. And it's this really cool app that uh, that basically scans things. You take a photo of it, and it scans it. It, it turns it into a PDF, and it can email through to uh, to whoever you need. And, you can, um, you, can, you can actually have them as PDFs or JPEGs, or there's another format in there that I've never used. But it's just fantastic. It, it, you click, take a photo, and it becomes the, the document, and you send it through. At the other end, it comes through as an A4 document, so it's just like sending through a normal scan. Um, you can also use it to fax. You add, uh, add some credit in there and then fax it onto whoever you like. It's just fantastic. I love it.
1: Wow. I'll check that one out. Oh.
0: And one other tool that I use, um, which I use um, even more than CamScanner or Excel, is a is a piece of software called World Internet Office, and it's just what I use to manage all of my clients' um, um, websites and, and operations online. It's just uh, the, I think the most comprehensive one to use uh, in the cloud, a cloud-based uh, internet office, I guess, and and that's the one I use.
1: And what sort of uh, functionality does that have? What what does it do for people?
0: So what it does is um, from a, a base level it's an autoresponder which is like a I'm, I'm not sure if everyone knows what an autoresponder is so it's it's basically a way of um, capturing people's data through an opt-in form on your on your site and then uh, automating the the emails and marketing that goes out afterwards so that's the, that's its basic function and then it also has a shopping cart so you can run um, you can run an integration with uh, with your merchant account onto your website and have a shopping cart so that people can purchase from you, and then have you know automatic emails or auto responders that go out afterwards. It also has uh, it has management tools like um, split testing and upsell. Um, a process in there so that you can automate that part of the process as well. You can automatically test a couple of different pages, you know, one might be a, a video sales page, another one might be, uh, you know, a worded sales page, a long form sales page we call them and uh, and test out which one works the best or test out different prices and it all gets managed within the software. It's it's, it's quite comprehensive and I love it.
1: Mm. So, change the subject completely, because I think after that we need to, what do you do to relax? Heavy, <laughs> that was, that uh, was such a clumsy link, but, you know, it did sound a bit complicated. Um, <laughs> so, so, so when you're not using Excel and you're not using these complicated uh, uh, ways of making things easy <laughs> behind the scenes, what do you do? <laughs>
0: well i swim i as as i said before i swim and it's it's great for relaxation for me because it makes it, you know i just completely switch off from all of that organizing sort of sort of thing that i do um, i also like to i like to ski i um i go skiing in australia which is not very good skiing uh, anymore but it, it was once fantastic and, and i try and ski around as, around the world as often as i can um, and travel i love to travel and experience new places and and uh, you know see different cultures and and I'm lucky enough to do that as part of my job as well. I travel uh travel a little bit more frequently now than I have for the last couple of years around the world but uh, but it's it's great to get out there and see different things.
1: Mm. And what about keeping healthy? So thinking, thinking about things like, you know, diet and nutrition. You've talked a, a bit about exercise already. Um, sleep, I guess, with that uh, jet-setting lifestyle. There's a bit of jet lag in there. How do you cope with all those things?
0: <laughs> well, it's a little bit difficult. And, uh, and once again, I'm going to go back to the exercise thing. I think um, when, when you're as active and through as many different time zones as I are sometimes, the most important thing is to do exercise. You keep your, your body healthy and it uh, keeps your mind healthy as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: um if i 'm travelling you know if i 'm going to the u k for example which i did uh, i did last week um I try not to drink um, a lot of alcohol leading into it or leading out of it so that uh, so that my body is uh, you know well hydrated and, and you know, um, getting enough nutri- nutrients and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, I like to eat fresh food where, wherever I can, although I am partial to some chips. I, I must say, I love chips. But long as they're fresh, they're still
1: vegetables. <laughs>
0: they are still vegetables, that's right, just because they're deep fried, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I like to eat meat and three veg or, you know, meat and salad and, and just keep it fairly well balanced.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And what about anything around sort of um, the sleep side of things? As you say, you try not to do too much with the alcohol. Is there anything else to help you to, you know, relax or to get you more energised?
0: Um, well, sleep for me is uh, is very important, um, and uh, I like to I, I like to have a minimum of nine hours sleep a night. And if I'm not getting that, then uh, then I need to do other things to cope with it, like uh, like you know much much more water intake during the day or Mm -hmm. pardon me, a little bit more exercise or something like that. But if I'm getting my 9 hours sleep a night, then I'm pretty well happy.
1: Mm. I like um, what you're saying about not having an alarm to get up. It's something that that I crave, but with uh, a a small child at school, it's um, virtually impossible, not to mention a husband getting up to go to work at a certain time. (laughs) I keep thinking we ought to have separate rooms
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) just so that I
1: can get up when I like.
0: (laughs) My dogs will not wake me up in the morning, I can guarantee that. They will always be the last ones off the bed.
1: <laughs> you've trained them well <laughs>
0: yes that's right
1: so what about um improving yourself learning and and sort of developing um what you're doing do you, do you have certain sort of routines that you use for that or certain resources that you use
0: well joe when um, when i was working as an employee which was uh which was almost a year ago so i started my business um Almost a year ago, and uh, before that time, I've always traditionally every year I'm always doing a course or always doing something to improve myself because I just like uh, I just like to make things better in the job that I'm doing or or you know make it easier for myself or learn new things. So so that that whole approach I've taken uh, into into my business now as well, but less I've got less time at the moment. You know, my first year in the business, I'm working quite hard, so I've got less time to put into going to places to learn. So I'm doing a little bit more learning online um for, for example at the moment i'm doing uh, some learning from from a lady called kerry fitzgibbon who's teaching me how to remarket on facebook which is which is just it's just amazing what you can do it's, it's very exciting and i'm going i've got some on, an online video series and learning from her and i think it's fantastic but um, you, i'm always you trying what to um
1: uh, remarketing on facebook is for those people who don't, I, don't know
0: Certainly can. So, so you do some advertising on Facebook that might for example advertise your website um, where you're trying to sell a product. Uh, this is just a, a general example. And then you can put some some uh, cookies or trackers if you like onto your website to see whether people click on that, on that page. And then you can see whether they click to the page afterwards which, which would mean that they've purchased or haven't purchased. And if they haven't purchased then you can advertise to them again. We noticed you clicked on our page. You, we noticed you're interested. Um, you know, and remarket to them or advertise to them again in a different form to try and uh, to try and um, grab their interest again. Mm-hmm. And and then you can do it as well. Say for an event, if someone signs up for an an event, you can track the the pages that they go to, so you know that they've purchased. And then you can you know send them another ad that might be a video, encouraging them to turn up to the event. You know, things like that. And and you can you can automate the whole process within Facebook and putting a few um, tracking pixels onto your website. It's really cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It fits very nicely with your automation.
0: <laughs> it, it does fit in quite well with my automation, mm-hmm. yes, and mm-hmm. and also, you know, with my business, I'm trying to, I guess, I'm trying to advertise it in in other ways than uh, than teaching people from live events and trying to advertise it more on the website on the web. So it's something that I'm implementing for myself as well, which is pretty cool.
1: Mm-hmm. And what about other stuff that you're, that you're learning? Do you do anything outside of business?
0: Well. Not this year. I'd like mm. to do things outside of business, and uh, and I guess I'm always am le- always learning in the pool. You know, I'm always learning. Um, you know, coaching new swimmers and and learning how to interact better with people through through that part of the process. But um, but I do uh, I have a big event in um, in France in 2018, a swimming event in 2018 in France in Paris, and. Uh, I would like to learn French before I come across for it I've been to Paris a few times and I, I absolutely love it but um, this time I want to know the language instead of uh, instead of fumbling through
1: ah well I have a recommendation for you I interviewed somebody I don't know whether they'll be before or after you in my uh, podcast, so uh, it may or may not have already been mentioned. Uh, it's an app called Duolingo, D-U-O-L-I-N-G-O, Duolingo, and um, uh, Paula Gardner recommended it to me, and I downloaded it five days ago, and I am addicted. <laughs> and All it, right, just I'll give it a go. takes you through some games and and stuff, and it reminds you to do a bit every day, and it's really really good. So yeah, give it a go. There you go. You've got plenty of time.
0: Yeah, give it a go. <laughs> Alright. Which and- the thing I struggle with. Yeah. I struggle with sometimes as well. Is uh, I have tried to learn French before, and I struggled then with uh, having someone to talk talk in French with to you know, f- further hone my skills. Yes, but uh, I'm sure I can get onto Skype and talk with some people as well.
1: Yes, yeah. There was a book I read uh, recently which I can't remember off the top of my head, which was, uh, and I'll put it in the show notes. And it was about um, learning languages in three months. I think it was, and and one of the big keys to it was about Exactly that, getting online and speaking to people, and that that just makes such a, a big difference. Um, well, if we both do Geo Lingo, we can speak to each other in France uh, in French next time we do a podcast.
0: <laughs> I guess we can. I guess we can. Wow, well, you know, it's funny. I um, can I tell a story about learning yes, a language? Is of that course. okay?
1: We got yeah. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So um, so in high school, for uh, for five years, I learnt German in high school, and uh, and you know, it was it was exactly that when we went into class after after the first year, we went into class and we spoke in German. If we didn't understand, we'd you know get get the dictionary out or get a phrase book out, or you know, try and try and um, work out uh, what we were we were saying to each other in German. And uh, and by the end of it, I was quite fluent in German. I could I could listen and I could reply. And uh, uh, writing it was a little bit more difficult, but speaking it was quite easy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't use I didn't use my skills um except for the odd you know um, swear word I guess to my friends or you know having a joke around with my friends until yeah. uh, until about oh, how many years later? Let's say. Um, Probably about fifteen years later, fifteen years after I finished school, and that might give you an indication to how old I am, folks. <laughs> but um, uh, fifteen years later, which was a few years ago, and I went—I uh, went on this trip from uh, from London to uh, Hopfgarten in where is that in Austria, and we—it uh, was a Kentiki tour. I'm sure everyone's heard of Kentucky tours, and. Uh, it was on a bus, and we got on a bus. We we, we caught the ferry across into into France, and then uh, we drove down. I don't know what what the route was, but uh, but we ended up in um, in Germany, in the south of Germany for about um, an hour and a half, and that's when we stopped for breakfast. Was in Germany, and we, we went into this roadhouse, and. I'm walking up, I, I was travelling with my friend and my partner at the time, and I'm walking up, I was the only one that knew any German whatsoever, and everyone who'd had gone up to the counter before me had uh, had uh, been trying to speak in English, and, and the, the people behind the counter were like, no, we don't know English sort of thing, and, and uh, then getting a bit terse with everyone trying to talk to them in English, and, and I was the only one that seemed to knew any German, and I walked up to the car, I was, I was me- trying to memorise what it was that it was from the menu board above, exactly what I was going to order, this and that and this and that, and, and uh, I got up to the counter and I had a complete conversation with him in German and ordered everything that we wanted and paid for it all and got the change and did all of that. The whole conversation was in German and I stopped after I'd finished and I thought to myself, my goodness, where did that come from? You know, it was the first time I'd ever used it and, and you know, I was, I was sweating. I was so worried about coming up to this counter and it, it just all, you know, my brain obviously clicked and, uh, and I was able to speak in German for that uh, three and a half yeah. minute conversation and I've never used it again since. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's brilliant. I think the, the language teaching in Australia must be better than here because I'm not sure. I did German for – I did it probably for three years and uh, I have the same thought. I have no idea what any of the words are and I'm not sure I would have been able to do even 20 seconds. So that's that's a really impressive story. I'm
0: not sure where it came from, but, uh, yeah. but it worked for those three minutes.
1: Yeah, Although I did manage to order in uh, Spain when I don't speak Spanish at all in a restaurant where they said um, – we said, do you speak English? And, and they said, sort of well, ah, and sort of, you know, hand in the air. You can't see me doing that. Hand in the air, you know, let me go and get someone else for you was the sort of indicator. So he went off and we were imagining he was going to be sending back the person in the in the little restaurant in the middle of nowhere that did actually speak English, but no, he uh, he, he sent back the person who also didn't speak English, but was was clearly the most patient with the <laughs> with the blinking English. <laughs> so, so so we still had to try and work it out in Spanish, but uh, he was slightly more helpful than the first person. And I did manage to not only order the meal, but reorder something we liked after we'd eaten it and didn't know. You know, we couldn't point. We had to try and sort of say what it was. And I remember turning to to my family and saying. He says, "Let's go with this order and see how we get on, and we could always add some more later." And they were like looking at me, like, "Really?" And I was going, "I'm sure that's what he said. I don't know how I know that, but <laughs> so maybe we have these uh, these moments." I found the book yes. that I was talking about. It's called um, "Fluent in Three Months," and it's by a guy called Benny Lewis. Tips and techniques to help you learn any language. I found that really helpful. But uh, goodness, in again. three months. Yes, exactly. Well, he apparently he was somewhere for I think 15 days. And he had a whole process of how he did it, and then he went off to Paris, bumped into somebody in a cafe, and they imagined he'd been living in England in France for a year because his French was so good. So uh, wow, that's mm, good.
0: That's a good result.
1: Yeah, so I just downloaded it onto my Kindle again, ready for my trip to France to see if I can uh, learn it ah, in uh, I see. two
0: weeks. You can learn your
1: skills. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so there's a, a book recommendation from me. Do you have any books, films, music uh, music that you recommend for um, either learning or inspiration? Oh, for ignorant. learning, <laughs>
0: for learning. I guess, I guess, inspiration. Actually, one book that I've read uh, recently that uh, that has given me a, a bit of a mindset change as to you know how I do business and uh, and what my goals are in my business and in my life as well is uh is I think it's called Rich Dad Poor Dad. Have, have mm. you read that, Joe?
1: I have. Yes, many years ago. Yep.
0: Love it. If, uh, I just um, it was recommended to me, and uh, and I read it about uh, I read it about twelve months ago now,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: uh, it it just changed my approach to things, and it was it was perfect timing as I was you know starting my my own business, you know just to just to do things a little bit differently and to think about investment a little bit differently as well, which uh which I think is golden. I think it's a great book.
1: Mm. He um but, he uh, also um has a game called Cashflow, which um a friend of ours lent us, which is you play the game and and it, it helps to teach you some of those. Principles, which yeah. seems amazing when you think about a game. But um, we bought the the kids' version, um, so um, little Dodsy and uh, and her friends um, regularly play the the children's version of the game, um, which I just think is invaluable learning for for them as as yeah. they're you know still so young.
0: Definitely, I think it's some really great skills in there that your children could learn. I don't have any time to play games myself, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, do, I get a little bit more out of reading. Well, when I can do it anyway.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah so her music yes
0: can i can I give you a tip about
1: music definitely
0: uh, you may or may not have heard of this this artist over there i think uh, i think she comes from Europe somewhere, however, but uh, her name is Caro Emerald, and uh she sings some jazz and stuff, and it's just nice music to get to get me in the mood it gets me in the mood for working, it gets me in the mood for uh for relaxing, and uh it's just everything
1: music to me. Lovely. I'll go and check her out. Not heard of her at all. So that's a good uh, recommendation. Thank you. So so what about um, on days when things don't go right? We, uh, we've talked about you know routines and automation and email and Excel and all that lovely stuff, but what about when things don't go right? I guess that's where the emotional bit comes in, is it? <laughs>
0: you know what it happens. It happens to everyone, doesn't it? And uh, what do I do if things don't go right? Well, sometimes I start pulling my hair out and I, I find myself getting stressed and stressed and more stressed. And, uh, and then what I generally do if, th- if something's going wrong is I walk away from it for half an hour. I go outside and take the dogs for a walk. And and I have to force myself to do this. I have to remind myself to do this every every time something happens um so that I can just refresh my mind and then come back to it with different eyes but um if something goes wrong generally i'll see if I can fix it myself and if I can't fix it myself, I'll go out and see what the experts are doing I'll go and ask you know my mentor or I'll go and ask someone uh, someone that has more experience in it to, to me than me so uh, they can help me fix it generally i you know I'll give it a go myself, and if I can't fix it i'll I'll ask someone that knows or mm. find someone that knows how mm
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah good advice definitely that whole walking away piece and just doing something different can help sometimes just in some ways you you Something happens, you, you're stuck, and then actually just going away and coming back, and all of a sudden, you've got the answer again, haven't you?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. it's good mm-hmm.
0: advice, but I, I literally I have to force myself to do it. And, <laughs> and I think, no, no, i will just try some more, and I'll just try some more. And then, and then the other voice inside my head is saying, no, no, go outside and go for a walk. It'll be better. <laughs>
1: and, and generally, it is. <laughs> I found that with things like um, reconciling my accounts, and I just cannot get them to balance, and literally, oh. I'll leave it, come back, and then it balances straight away. And you think, well, why did yeah. I spend, you know, two hours struggling with it when actually...
0: Exactly right. You know, exactly right.
1: Yeah, yeah That's yeah. a very
0: good example. I find the same thing. You know, mm. you'll go over it for an hour or two hours or three hours, and then you'll walk away and come back and have a look. And it's like, oh, that's the problem right <laughs> there.
1: <laughs> yes, we should learn from this. We, we should listen to our own podcasts and learn from them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think we should. That's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. So on a on a day when you end the day knowing you've had the chance to live more, and that's where I talk about you know doing what you really want to do rather than the stuff that you need to do or the stuff that you feel that you should do. What have you done? What does that day look like?
0: Oh, I guess living more for me is uh, it can be many things, many different things, and it could be. Um, you know, it could be one of my one of my passions, like skiing. It could be I've you know I've skied down a, a terribly ski- steep mountain, and uh, I might have fallen down half of it, or uh, you know I might have I might have skied to my best ability down it, or something like that. And the thrill of that really makes me feel like I've I've lived more. Um, it could be it could be coaching one of my swimmers, or watching one of my swimmers swimming competition to you know to beat their personal best times, and that uh, that's always a thrill for me, and uh, and I thrive on that sort of thing as well. So you know the the interaction and you know watching people grow in the sport and and then and then seeing them achieve and seeing the, the look on their faces when they've done it and everything is is just fantastic or it could be you know one of my 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 automation students, when, I'm, when they make their first sale online automatically or something like that, you know, they've done their marketing and everything just works for them and they get so excited and they jump up and down and, you know, you can't <laughs> see me but I'm jumping up and down right now. Um, so, you know, that that is quite a thrill for me as well or even, you know, I like to, my mother had uh, never been overseas until a few years ago and uh, I said to her, it was 2010 and it was about six months before um, before I was going to take her overseas. And I said, Mum, uh, you need to get a passport because uh, I'm going to take you overseas. And uh, and she was like, what really? And I said, yes, yes, get a passport. And she said, where are we going? And I said, uh, I'm not telling. You can pack some some winter clothes, and you can pack some summer clothes, and <laughs> uh, you'll find out when we get there. <laughs> and uh, and in the end, I, I I gave in a little bit, and uh, and gave her um, a guidebook for a couple of the locations. So the first location was Hong Kong, and then the second location was London, and the third location was Paris. And she was beside herself. She was so amazed, and she thought this was uh, with this, you know, it was the most amazing trip she was ever. Going. Going to go on in her life, and it probably was as well, and uh, and will be. But. Um the day that uh, we were going to the airport all of our family was there to see her off and then I handed her a guidebook for New York and one for Los Angeles as well and then she was she was in tears because she thought you know this was going to be the trip already the 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 wonderful destinations we're going to already and uh, you know just to see the look on her face in every one of those destinations and see the the vigour and drive and determination she had to to go to everything she wanted to see or everything that we wanted to see or to you know to to eat whatever cheese is in Paris or drink whatever champagne and and just have a good time and, and just see that uh, that look on her face is uh, is golden. So you know, to experience those sorts of experiences is uh, is living for me. It's great.
1: That was such an amazing story to have told. I got goosebumps and I'm feeling really emotional uh-huh. now. I'm thinking about your, your mom and how she must have felt and just the family, as you say, seeing her and the look on her face with that, that surprise. So that was a, a brilliant answer to, to finish the, the interview with. Thank you so much, Jason. So no how, how can people find out more about you and connect with you?
0: So uh, if they go to my website, you can go to automationmadeeasy.com.au forward slash uh, Joe and I'll have an opt-in there so people can get a free report from me about automation and then uh, and an email will come out and they can just reply to that email if they have any questions or, or need any further advice from me.
1: That's brilliant. Thank you so much for joining me. Really, really enjoyed it and we've got some great recommendations for people and we've even mentioned Excel. I can't believe it. <laughs>
0: Many times, many times. (laughs) Thank you for the opportunity, and uh, and I've enjoyed it very much. Joe's jams.
1: This is the part of the show where I do a recap of the key points of the interview, the stuff that I really liked, and the apps, books, music, tips, and tools that were shared. This is for you if you heard something that you want to check out but you couldn't write it down at the time. Hopefully, I've got you covered. And this is the bit for the really time-pressed. You can just listen here and get the gems from the interview, but of course I wouldn't suggest you do that and miss out on the great conversation that I had with Jason. Of course all this information is available on the show notes on the website, powertolivemore.com forward slash three. So we talked about an app, Duolingo, which you can use to learn a language through regular exercises and repetition. As far as tools, we talked about Inbox Pause, or rather we talked about whether something like that existed to enable you to stop emails coming into your inbox in Gmail whilst continuing to work in the inbox and, or in the email. And I since have gone away and found the tool, which is called Inbox Pause, and it means that you don't get your emails, but you can still use your email at the time. Jason used and recommends Excel for project management, not just for the usual spreadsheet type of work. And I've since found a tool called Smartsheet, which is a collaborative tool for businesses which is based on spreadsheets. We talked about CamScanner for scanning documents on the go on your phone or tablet. You can email them and you can also use it to fax, although I don't think people really use fax very much now. And we talked about World Internet Office, a cloud-based internet office that you can use to grow an email list uh, as a shopping cart to process sales and to manage your customer details. Other resources, Jason is following a course by Kerry Fitzgibbon to learn how to remarket on Facebook, which means that you use Facebook advertising to... Uh, re-advertise to people once they've shown an interest in what you have to offer in some way. So you might have actually uh, had them respond uh, to some advertising or marketing you'd already done on Facebook or they might have even visited your website and there's some code that you can put onto your site to enable Facebook to recognise that that person has visited your website before they see um, or potentially see your ad and then show them that ad so that you remarket to them we talked about Cashflow, a game uh, put together by Robert Kiyosaki to teach you about assets and liabilities and how to become financially free. And I particularly recommend Cashflow for Kids, which is the children's version. Uh, the, the the main Cashflow is quite complicated to play if you're children on your own, but the Cashflow for Kids, they can happily play uh, without any help from adults. And uh, little Dudsy really does enjoy playing that, and it's teaching her some good stuff at the same time. I recommended Fluent in Three Months by Benny Lewis, and that gives you tips to learn any language in three months. <laughs> the clue's in the title. And Jason recommended Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, which is the book that uh, came before uh, various uh, resources, including the cash game that I've already mentioned. Jason talked about Caro Emerald, a jazz singer who he recommends. And as a tip, Jason suggests using your email tool to triage your inbox and flag emails by colour by their sort of relative urgency and importance to signpost sort of the order that you need to take to action them rather than just doing them in sort of time and date received order actually triaging them and and flagging them so that you can then go and work on the most urgent ones first rather than uh, waiting uh, until you get to them in in chronological order which uh, you may tend to do instead. And to contact Jason, if you want to get in touch, if you go to his website, he's made available a free report for you about automation, and then you could uh, get onto his mailing list and and respond to the email that he sends you, which um, will give you direct contact with him. And his web address for that is automationmadeeasy.com.au forward slash Joe. That's automationmadeeasy.com.au forward slash Joe use your power
2: to live more
1: thank you for listening and don't forget to go to power to live forward slash three to find all the links and i look forward to speaking to you next time